Hello everybody, welcome again to another section of Trucker's Gospel with your host Bertrand Cole. It is always a pleasure for me to welcome you into our podcast and to bring to you a new insight from the Bible. Today we are going to continue with our message on our state, spiritual state, keeping us from fulfilling our destiny. I hope you are ready to be blessed again and for God to begin to open your mind so that you can begin to see things as we are moving with our section on destiny. The message is now coming. And one of the things that we are to understand as we begin to see our state from Adam to now is to see how the enemy can operate in our life. Now, in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1 verse 5 it says that a wise man will listen and increase in learning but if you don't listen and you cannot increase in your learning there is a limitation in you to do the things that God has called you to do the enemy use at times the word of God and twist it in such a way that if you don't clearly hear what God is saying to you then the decision that you will make walk against you. We can see that this is what he did with Adam and Eve before the sin. Let's read that part so we can clearly understand. He says, Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden. The woman said to the serpent, From the fruit of the trees of the garden we may eat, but from the fruit of the tree which is in the middle of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat from it or touch it or you will die. So, we see that the woman did not really get everything that God says. She added more to what he says. And the serpent continued to say to the woman, You surely will not die, for God knows that in the day you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, one thing that 
the enemy, the serpent did, is to make God look like a bad God. If God is such a good God, one who creates, one who prepared things in advance for us to do, one who provides for all our needs, if it's such a good and loving God, why will he keep such knowledge from me to enable me to be like him? That's the question that we will have when the enemy begins to throw doubt into our mind. Because they fail to understand that they came from God. They had the nature of God because man was created a spirit and then he was given a body to live in, became a living soul. So they were already like God in the way that they have the nature of God. And what was the nature of God? The light of God. And Jesus helped us to understand in the book of John chapter 8 verse 12 that he is the light of God and whoever follow him will never walk in darkness. So they have that light in them to enable them to walk, continue to walk in the light of God, not in darkness, but what happened, they fail to listen to God and decided to listen to another voice. And when they begin to hear to that voice, they step out from their light and enter into another nature, which is the nature of darkness. The tree of the knowledge of good and evil had some good in it, also had some bad in it. But the other tree that was later protected was recognized as the tree of life, continuous life. When we begin to understand what that tree represents, then we will know the reason why they were trying to go back and eat from the tree of life. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to teach us. Because there are certain things that God wants us to see, certain things that He reveals to us, but unless the Holy Spirit unlock your mind to give you the understanding of what it means in the realm of the Spirit, then we will not be able to take full advantage of what God is teaching us. He says that the beginning of wisdom, first in the book of Proverbs chapter 1 verse 7, is the fear of God. The fear of God is the reverence of who God is and the commandment that God has given us. What 
has God said about this situation? He says, when we listen to what? To what God says, we will increase in our learning. There is a growth process as we begin to listen to what God is teaching us. And in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 1, it begins by saying, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandment. The heart in the biblical term represents the spirit and the soul combined when they begin to walk in unity because the soul focus on your intellect what makes sense but the spirit only focus on what God says believe in what God says it's not bothered by the intellect it doesn't have to make sense if God says that the day you eat from the fruit from this tree the day you eat its fruit, you will surely die. The spirit believe, yes, I believe that. But the soul begin to question, why, why will God even say that? What is so bad about this fruit, the fruit of this tree that we should not eat it? That, and when we begin to question our mind, ask question, then the enemy take advantage and begin to give us more reason why we should continue to question the commandment of God and since we are not wise enough to fight him back and to begin to resist his temptation will easily fall over here he says my son do not forget my teaching but let your heart keep my commandment for length of days and years of life and peace that we add to you. Length of days and years of life and peace that we add to you. This was the portion of Adam and Eve. By listening to what God says, they were supposed to have many days, a long life, and peace with themselves, peace with their neighbor, and peace with God. And in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 again, in verse 13, he continues by telling us how blessed or happy is the man who finds such wisdom and the man who gains understanding for her profit is better than the profit of silver and her gain better than fine gold she is more precious than jewels and nothing you desire compares with her long life is in her right hand in her left hand are riches and honor her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy 
and all who hold her fast. Hallelujah. So we'll see the reward of wisdom. Wisdom is what God says unto us and we begin to walk. And God says unto us that when we listen to him and we hold fast to what he's saying to us, we will begin to increase in our learning. We will begin to grow in our understanding. And as we continue to value the commandment that he gives us and we continue to treasure it in our hearts, what's going to happen is going to prolong our life and peace will be given unto us. We begin to experience uncommon peace in every area of our life. And it continues by helping us to see that whatever we may desire in this world is saying nothing compares with her. The wisdom. The enemy, who is the serpent, try to sell another kind of wisdom to Adam and Eve which appear to be like more valuable than what God has given Adam and Eve and God help us understand that nothing that we desire can compare to the wisdom that he is giving us because all the ways of his wisdom pleasing ways a path a path of peace when we see in verse 3 long life is, is our portion and peace will be added to us so we see that is repeating the same thing in another verse to remind us that this is the result of what you're going to get as you continue to follow what God is telling you. And it ends by saying that this wisdom is a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who hold her fast. Now, we are to ask ourselves, there are many people who find as their self, themselves happy in different ways. Some people have what we call today happy hours. After 5 o'clock, it is drinking time. So they enjoy themselves. This is the only time where they can drink their misery, forget about all their problems, get drunk. Some other people, they go to some other places like nightclub. You know, to distract themselves, forget about the worries of the office, all the problems that they have at home, and go to nightclub and have, you know, all these women, different women, to dance for them so that they can ease their mind to forget. Some people find happiness in making money. Money. You have people that, when the market is good, they begin to call those that are homeowner call them to begin to convince them that they need to sell their house 
because they see that the profit that they're about to get from the market value right now is great. It's an opportunity for them to make money. Other people, they make money, they find happiness in lying to other people, scammers. You have those that they plunder other people's house and get all kind of goods and enjoy themselves in what they find. But the Bible helps us that the Bible helps us to understand that true happiness comes from those who take hold of wisdom. In the book of Psalm chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who does not walk according to the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinner, nor sit with the scoffer, but his delight is in the law of God, and on his law he meditate day and night, for he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, which yield its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, and whatsoever he does, he shall prosper. This kind of happiness is a result of a life of obedience. Blessed is the man who finds wisdom, and the man who gains understanding, and he says, For our profit is better than the profit of silver. Whatever we're trying to accomplish, whether we're trying to sell the house, whatever profit we get from the house, God is telling us here that the profit of wisdom is better than that. It's better than anything that we could desire. Can you imagine something that you desire so bad in your life that God is just sitting there waiting for you to give him the list. Oh, I want to de I desire to have a million dollar house. God said that he can compare to my wisdom as something that is greater. I desire to fly like an eagle. No, it's not going to work. He can compare to my wisdom. I desire to be like an angel. No. He can compare to my wisdom. I desire to be like you, God. You are getting close, but you cannot really be God, but you can be like God. We are sons of God, sons of God born in His Word. We have the wisdom of God. So, brothers and sisters, when we begin to think more of what God is saying, then we can begin to catch our own thinking in what we are doing. The things that we place so much value in, we begin to realize that we are just wasting our time because God is clearly telling us that nothing that we desire compares with wisdom. Wisdom. And later on, when we begin to get deep into the word of God, we realize that the wisdom of God is Christ. Is Jesus in the book of 1st Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24 the Apostle Paul 
revealed Jesus as the power of God and the wisdom of God. And Jesus, in the book of John, chapter 15, let's go over there because there's something that God wants us to see. And when we begin to connect the truth of God to some of these metaphor messages that he's using to teach us, then we can begin to reap really understand the fruit of everything that is giving us. Now, in the book of John, chapter 15, verse 1 all the way to 5, he says that, I am the true vine, and my father is a vine dresser. Jesus just revealed himself as the true vine, the true vine as the true vine that also give life to every branch that is connected to it. When we think of the true vine, we can also look at it as a tree of life to those who take hold of her. And happy are all who hold her fast. So he said, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that he may bear more fruit. Now, in verse 3, he said, You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remember, Adam walked in the light of God, in the nature of God prior to sin. He was clean in the eyes of God, pure in the eyes of God. And the same word that Jesus is saying to his disciples is coming to us. You are clean already because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, so neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you cannot, you can, you can do nothing. So we see the relationship that we have with God as a tree tree of life in order for every branch to experience the life that is coming from the tree and to begin to produce the fruit that is supposed to produce it must stay connected to the brain to the to the tree and the tree must also be connected to that branch so that it can continue to feed to feed that branch and the result will be the fruit that it will produce. Jesus revealed himself to us as a tree of life to those who take hold of her and happy are all who hold her. Happy are all who look unto Jesus as the wisdom of God. Now when we go back to the book of Genesis, as we are bringing this first part down, 
the Bible helps us to understand that when Adam and Eve sinned against God and they enter into a life of struggle because of what they have done, because they have disobeyed God. The Bible helps us to understand in Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife, we must remember, the wife was deceived by the serpent, and you have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat from it. Curse is the ground because of you. In toil you will eat of it all the days of your life. Both thorns and thistle it shall grow for you, and you will eat the plant of the field. By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground, because from it you were taken from for you are thus and to thus you shall return so god render his judgment on his judgment he cursed the ground because of adam because adam was the one who was given the commandment of god and he was supposed to share whatever God commands him with one. Because the Bible declares also in the book of Genesis chapter 2 verse 24 that the two, the man shall live, man and woman, the man, the man shall leave both his parents to cling unto his wife and they shall become one flesh. So there is a principle of unity that God is showing through husband and wife that they are one. But because the law that God gave, it came through man. He gave it to man. And because the man, the woman came from the man, he is to share whatever God has given him as a command with his wife so that they can both be in the same page and be able to walk with the same understanding and be able to perform the works of God in the way that God intended them to function. But we know that they did not do that. So we enter into a life of curse where people, they have to worry about doing some work working hard, doing overtime, putting so much hours in order to accomplish projects that will yield much profit later on. Brothers and sisters, we didn't have to do any of that because God provided everything. The Bible helps us to understand that God took man and placed him in the garden that he himself cultivated. He prepared that garden for Adam. But what did Adam do? He decided to listen to another voice. So as a result, he lost what God has given him and he was now forced because of his disobedience to work hard to provide for his own needs. That is why when we look at ourselves, we look at our society right now, 
Many people, if you don't work, you cannot pay your bill. If you don't work, you cannot eat. And you can easily die of hunger if you don't do anything possible to be able to keep yourself going. That is also the reason why many people today, unfortunately, they are breaking into many people's home to steal, to satisfy their hunger because they are still working under this curse. The ground is cursed because one person decided to go against what God says and shut it down from everything. And one principle that God is also showing us because Adam was a seed as a seed of God. In Adam, many people were already included as a seed because Adam disobeyed disobey whatever happened to him when he was given the opportunity to begin to multiply he multiplied whatever curse he was cursed with with his descendants so the descendants were cursed they were struggling in their relationship with their with their spouses and we've seen ourselves as we have entered into a world where we experience divorce we experience fighting quarreling on different level we experience people that are cursing each other people that are killing each other because So, brothers and sisters, this is our current state today. And God wants us to understand what He has done for us and what was our part. Now, many people will be like, Well, I wasn't there when Adam was created. And surely, I cannot be held responsible for his own action. That would be the wrong way to look at it because we will forget that we inherited his nature. And everything that we are not doing because he sinned against God, we also have the nature to sin. We have the nature to begin to reason things in our mind so that we can begin to justify ourselves in the book of Romans chapter 3 in 9 it said that not at all for we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks are all under sin for it is written there is none righteous not even one there is none who understands. There is none who seek God for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. Their truth is an open grave. With their tongues they keep deceiving. Their poison of herbs is under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. 
destruction and misery are in their path and the path of peace they have not known there is no fear of God before their eyes so this is what the, the word of God is telling us about each and every one of us because it clearly states that there is none righteous not even one we are having a conversation with somebody and we know that there's always people that they try to justify themselves and the person will tell you that I'm a good person because I've not done this and that beloved they have not read this part it's, it's, it's as simple they have not read it because God cannot lie in what he says he say there is none righteous not even one there is none who understands there is none who seeks for God all have turned aside together they have become useless there is none who does good there is not even one the Bible makes it clear that there is no one who does good. There is no one who understands. There is no one who seeks God because the way we try to justify ourselves, God is telling us, no, the way God look at things and the way we see things is totally different. Now let's go to the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 64. So that we can begin to understand how God look at our own righteousness. Because a lot of us, because we don't have the eyes of God to see how God sees things, we begin to justify ourselves based on our own acts of what we have done in others. So it say in Isaiah 64 verse 6, For all of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like filthy garments. A filthy garment. So when we come before God and we begin to justify ourselves that we are righteous, God look at us, our righteousness as filthy garment. When we tell somebody that we are righteous, or somebody tell you that you are good they have not understood that your righteousness is a filthy rag before God and when something is filthy is unclean you cannot wear it you can when God look at us he look at the righteousness it's like you're unclean you are unclean and when something is unclean what is the next thing that God wants us to is to wash ourselves. Wash ourselves. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18. I love the word of God because the word of God just don't tell us what is one, but it also tells us how we can fix ourselves, how we can fix what is wrong with us so that we can begin to mend our relationship with God and fix, fix things, fix things that will mess up somebody else messed it up but God said that don't worry I'm going to make a way where there seems to be no way for you to begin to come back to us so 
the Bible in the book of Isaiah chapter 1 as many people we are in the habit of doing we go to church we pay our tithes we give our big offering we volunteer in many things but if we have not come to the knowledge and understanding that our righteousness outside of Christ is as filthy garment then we'll not be able to really be able to please God to the measure that we're supposed to and it says right here when God begin to complain about the people because they were praying but in their heart they were not doing things that they're supposed to do as they were called to the Bible say that so when you spread out your hands in prayer I will hide my eyes from you yes even though you multiply your prayers I will not listen your hands are covered with blood unclean clean with what evil act you are coming to church you are coming before me you are coming before my presence to justify yourself that at least you came to god at least you went to church god should be able to give you some kind of credit just because you show up to church god is saying that no it does not work like that my son my daughter what god expects from us is he said in verse 16 wash yourself make yourself clean remove the evil of your deeds from my sight cease to do evil learn to do good seek justice reprove the ruthless defend the orphan plead for the widow and he continued to say come now and let us reason together so we see that god is willing to cleanse us to make things right to us with us is giving us the hand telling us come now now let us reason together and he says though your sins are as scarlet they will be as white as snow though they are red like crimson they will be like wool if you consent and obey you will eat the best of the land but if you refuse and rebel you will be devoured by the soul truly the mouth of the lord has spoken so we see so we see how god is willing for us to come back to him because he desire to wash us wash us with what wash us with the blood of jesus and give us the life that he came to give us in advance the bible declare unto us in the book of john chapter 10 verse 10 that the thief coming to steal kill and destroy but jesus has come in our life to give us more life in abundance hallelujah god is winning and as you are listening to this message I want to encourage you to begin to see the heart of God. Many people believe God is a God of destruction. God is a God who doesn't care. God is a God who allows things to just happen. No. We see clearly over here that God revealed himself as one who cares, one who is willing 
to settle his case with us. Whatever we may have done as sin, God said, Come now and let us reason together. Let us make these things right. But many times we are not willing. We are not willing. We, are con we want to continue to do the evil that we are so used to doing. He said, if you consent and obey, you will eat the best of the land. But if you resist, you rebel against God, then you will be devoured by the sword whatever God allow to come against us because we willingly disobey the word of God then it will come to us. Adam disobeyed God and what happened? The ground was cursed because the ground was cursed what the fruit that it was supposed to produce the life that it carried and that is supposed to push out for Adam to enjoy it as food was not difficult. Everything became struggle. Your effort, your effort, now you work hard, but you're not able to get enough so that you can show, show yourself off with it. You see a lot of people, they work hard, they do a lot of overtime, but when you look at what their salary is like, like oh my god oh my god but when god gives you something that is already prepared brothers and sisters you don't have to work that hard you work smart you earn more you put more you don't put much time because it is god that already prepared everything he did all the plowing and everything put everything together all you have to do is to occupy and begin to maintain what god has already established for you brothers and sisters this is the destiny that we are talking about and if you have not you are not there yet then stay tuned as we continue with this teaching we are now out of time with this section I hope you are being blessed by this teaching. Please comment, share this message with your friend, encourage us so that we can also encourage other people and touch their life through what Jesus is doing in our life. I thank you for being the best part of this podcast. I thank you for supporting it. God bless you until we meet again for another section with Trucker's Gospel.